the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Hey, wait a minute. That's us. Oh, damn it. Wow. I came here to see someone else's show, oh, man. man. I bet this show's going to suck. Oh, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be like we a bad dinner theater ever. thing. I know. Like, uh, what is the one they do where they do the uh, Renaissance stuff? The Renaissance Festival? No, where they what? have like the dinner theater where they reenact. It's oh, like uh, med- medieval times. Uh, yes, medi- medieval times. This is going to be as bad as medieval times. You have to sit there and you have to watch people joust while eating a turkey leg. Have you ever actually been to medieval times? Hell no. Or anything? I haven't either. So the thing is. I probably like it. Uh, I, have you been to Teatro's and Zanny here in uh, Seattle? I have not. And that's one of the things actually, I actually do very, want to do. Very good. Because people have invited us a million times, and uh, it is something I believe would be worth yeah. it. I saw Cirque du Soleil on a uh, cruise ship, mm-hmm. and like, it was fine. Uh, but in the end, I realized, and this is just me, at the point that I am sitting down to eat a meal, I do not want to interact with strangers. I certainly don't want to interact with strangers that are juggling, wearing a costume, refuse to speak, and keep smiling at me as though I should yeah. do something to enhance their performance. Yeah. Not that I'm complaining right. about anything. I'm just saying maybe let me eat this crappy goddamn mm-hmm. potato on my plate and stop dancing in front of me. Good point. Uh, speaking of complaining, if you've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told podcast, you know like we like to complain. And uh, we uh, have been bitching about not having a sponsor. Now, word is on the street that when you start this podcast that there is an actual commercial that might, in fact, be playing. We have, we've never heard it. We do not it's know okay. what it is. We're still going to act like that doesn't exist and act like we don't have sponsors. So we're still going to ask you if you'd like to be an official sponsor, mm-hmm. official sponsor of The Greatest Story Never Told. There's so much more mentions involved uh, as far as your web presence, all the things they sell. We got all this covered. Uh, here we go. This one comes in from Rob uh, Matheson. Oh, what's going on, Rob? And when, uh, when we last uh, heard back, we said, hey, $13. Your sponsor. So Rob Matheson is the official sponsor of the Greatest Story Never Told podcast number 20 because, as we asked, he donated $13 to the fish I'm glad that you picked such a round, normal number. No, no, no. Look, now we ask you, if you want to be a sponsor, and I know, Mike, that you are a uh, an auctioneer. Yes, sir. We're not going to take it too high. I was thinking 14, and then I thought, you know what? Why don't we aim high and go for Fifteen dollars. That's a big ask. Fifteen dollars. You follow what I'm doing here? I think fifteen dollars is acceptable. If you want to uh, donate fifteen dollars to the Fisher House, just go there, send us a receipt on PayPal or whatever mm-hmm. you got, and then you will be the official sponsor because you you know us. We we love our uh, our, our our Fisher House. So if you want to be the uh, next uh, sponsor, just uh, just hook it up there. We're good to go. I think it's a good thing, man. It's a very good yeah. thing, and it helps the Fisher House. So, by the way, all of the people that have contributed, and it's, uh, I it's will say lot. this, it's been more people than I ever thought would actually uh, do it. Man, thank you. They don't know where it's coming from. It doesn't matter. We, we it, know where it's going. Cares, you know what right. I mean? Like, this, this is about you being an official sponsor. Okay, so here we are at episode 20. Uh, the last time we were talking to you, we talked to uh, Drep, who is a former coworker of ours back in the days about to lunch. We're just starting out in radio. You know, uh, we're doing our best to try to cut through on this stuff. And in a lot of ways, uh, you know, the, the best thing about or the hardest thing about radio is you have to make connections. So this week's episode, we're going to talk about when we were trying to to make some connections. But understand so, something, to be fair. It's harder to make connections when you do a talk radio show when you're not on a quote-unquote 
talk radio station. All right? Correct. So if you're doing political talk on AM radio, it's easy because there's a network of people. That's kind of what they do, right? Yeah, Rush Sean Limbaugh's Hannity, there. Right. Beck, They've kind of guys. set that up. So and they do a very good job. But we, we do an FM rock station. And just so you know, like we can bitch about our boss, fight with our boss. Our boss had to go out on a limb to convince the company to hire us just to do the sure. afternoons sure. on the rock station we're on. But, but that said, it's because our boss is not a candy-ass bitch. But the truth of radio is 99% of the people that program it. And this is not, I want to be very clear about this. I don't say this as an insult. I say this as a fact. And even the cats that might get upset about it, I'm not wrong. Most people in radio that do music radio anyway, it's more important to them to help out the rock artist, right? Well, no, no, than they're, it they're, is well, to no, they're, they're an extension of the, of the record industry. So like all of their lives have been about going to see bands, playing bands. So, you know, us too. It, it, right. Well, yeah, totally. But, but, but it's not our business. Our business is to do a talk show. That's our so show. So the radio business in general is about when is Shine Down playing? Uh, whoever the band is, it's more about promoting the band. And we're very happy, by the way, to promote Shinedown because they've been one of our well, best friends. I, I do like Shinedown, yes. Yeah. But, but generally speaking, yeah. I find it crazy that you get into an industry to promote an entirely different industry, but you honestly, right. you, you don't care about exactly. the people that are it's on It's kind of like me and Steve uh, not working for McDonald's but spending our whole life uh, trying to promote Big Mac sandwiches. Right. Okay? It doesn't So that's how radio works, all right? So we decide, this is before we were syndicated, that we're going to go down to Los Angeles at the Worldwide Radio Summit. Worldwide! And our idea is, is that we had not been syndicated yet at this point, but what we would like to do is to talk to other people about um, possibly being on their radio stations. Now, what we don't realize is this. Most of the radio industry... Did you hear Mike yawn, by the way? I did. Are we boring you already, man? I mean, God damn, No, buddy. man. I just yeah. heard that. Right. That was a stifled radio, radio, yawn radio, I can hear. Just, just to give you an idea, radio is very short-sighted. So, for an example, uh, here's a good example. So, TMZ uh, breaks a story, right? Uh, maybe it's, golly, something terrible, like Kobe Bryant. Kobe you know? Bryant, sure. Something like that, right? Every news source, every news source, from the most credible BBC to, the, to whatever you believe, NPR, uh, to Fox, whatever you believe is credible in your world, right? Uh, they report the news and they cite the source. So even Fox will say uh, TMZ is reporting that Kobe's uh, copper went down and that we, we haven't had all the information yet, but they cite TMZ. In radio, radio is afraid to promote themselves. Yeah. So radio, uh, for an example, we had a story not too long ago about Baker Mayfield, right? Mm -hmm. So the guy who broke the story and did the interview was a guy named Rover, and he works in Cleveland at WMMS. So I go to the bosses, and I say, hey, uh, can we play this audio? Can we promote radio as the source of breaking the story? And, of course, radio goes, ooh, I don't know if we can do that. Where if Jimmy Kimmel does a great stand-up routine on ABC, Disney-owned, on a Thursday night, and it's really cool, he would hope that we would play the audio and then tell people this is Jimmy Kimmel. But more than Radio's that. a little bit more backward because they're like, do you have permission to use our sources? But it's not even that. It's more of this. Jimmy Kimmel's on ABC. He hosts a late-night show, but the person he has on happens to be on, I don't know, a successful sitcom on, say, Fox. Yeah, but, they, right? but they, understand, they, they get it. But what he will say is, even though he's on ABC, what he will say is, so... Thank you, Miles Montgomery, for uh, coming here tonight. Everyone's clapping. Oh, and by hey, the way, hey. if you want to check out Miles, check him out on CBS 8 o'clock. Now, keep in mind, 
ABC also has a show at eight o'clock on the same day right. of the thing you're promoting, but TV gets it. And look, we are we are. In a I know very it sounds like we're antiquated industry. No, no, no. We, no, no. we we are so we, we get miles our, and we, I, we get in our own way. Here, we're right? trying. No, it's not that we're trying to move forward because everything that's successful understands synergy. And I hate to use that word because it's such a corporate stupid thing. But before corporations ruined it, it's something that makes a lot of sense. So TV gets it, movies get it, you name it, right? Uh, radio. For whatever reason, and this is true, and it's not just us saying this. You can talk to anyone on any radio station and tell you, like, if the men's room broke a news story, and I can't believe like a dog that riding happen, on a bus, right? You know what I mean? Something like that. They won't do it. Other radio stations wouldn't do it, even though it might be a public interest. It doesn't have to be important. It's just of interest. They won't do it because radio has this weird thing where we believe we're always a competition, which is stupid. How about just be good? I don't know. Put your effort there. But beyond that, so we lose a lot of these opportunities. So the reason we went down to Los Angeles, because Miles and I, this kind of thing drives us crazy. It does. Like Insane. Being a candy ass should not be a leadership role. speaking of being a candy ass, uh, if if Cairo uh, radio across the street breaks a story, it's, it's not that we can't. It's just understood in the industry that you don't say, hey, Ron and Don are doing some really good things here, uh, and we, we should be able to say— You know they're say, not on anymore, right? I mean, I don't want to say We should be able to say, Ron and Don just raised X amount of money. Give them your support. They're doing no! A, they're no, doing, do they're, not do that! They're doing a great radio show. They're, they're very good at what they do, and could we also piggyback on that and help them achieve their goals? Because we're all in this game together. We're all trying the best we can, but we haven't progressed past. Okay, here's a perfectly good example. Dairy Queen sells blizzards, right? Mm -hmm. They don't try to make their own fake Oreo cookies or their own Butterfinger (laughs) or their own version of M&Ms. What they do is they give credit to the people who do something else well and say, we have an Oreo blizzard. I know this might be getting a little deep for you, but you have to understand this. It's not. It's a frustrating thing. Look. I don't care what job you have. Everybody wants to do a better job. Everybody wants to do a good job. And whatever industry you're in, in theory, if you're an architect and, I don't know, so, man, what's it now? Santiago Calatrava. Wow, nice. Amazing architect. If you look at his stuff, it'll blow your mind. I am Pei, who has since passed. But all these people, other architects, not only, uh, not quite copy the design, but to say, you know, I I talked to them. This is my design. This This is my building. Put my name up there. But I talked to this person because what we like to do inside of any industry, assuming you have any respect for the industry, which is radio's primary sure, problem, sure. Uh, is you trade information that makes everyone better. Because the truth is, nobody cares what station you're on. Nobody cares yeah, the, the what people, you're saying. They care that in the moment they listen to you, they find it interesting. But one of the things we do, primarily as broadcasters, fundamentally what our job is, is to bring you information. We have the opportunity to do entertainment, that, that, that. But if, so, if the S truly hits the fan, okay? Yeah. Uh, it, our absolute job is to make sure that you know that, make sure you have as much information about it as you can have so you can make an informed decision. Sure. So it could be coronavirus, it could right, be 9-11, right. but the point is, to have this information to give it to you. The problem is, uh, radio won't do that with each other. No, we can so walk in the hall and go. Can we? Can we say that this story came from BBC? And they'd say, "Well, radio, radio, radio or, TV? or TV?" Right? They said we'd say, "Oh, it's TV." And they go, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead, it's okay. It's all right." But if it was BBC Radio, they might give us the green light because no, they won't. it's not. No, they won't. No, it's 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 not competing so much. So they might have a little bit of a, of, of leeway. But either way, 
you have to understand how this business works, which is, unfortunately, a couple steps behind. So we tried to figure out a way to go and network with like-minded radio people to go down. And now we're going to try to get involved. No, no, no. I want to be clear about something. And I stand by. No, I stand by the statement. This is not like-minded radio people. This is radio people. There are extensions of the record industry. Those people are fine. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just not people I want to interact with because I don't see the benefit of promoting someone else's product that I have no control over. I like to live and die by what I have chosen to perform. It takes some guts to do that. And I understand this is a very gutless industry. But every once in a while, you step up as an adult and you take responsibility for what you do. That's why we have chosen to do the show we do. It doesn't mean our show is good. It doesn't mean our show is bad. But what it means is when you pass judgment on what we do, it's not the two songs we play an hour. That's on Nirvana. That's on Guns N' Roses. I didn't write their goddamn song. It's all the stuff we do in between. And it blows my mind that we're in an industry where the least important thing are the people that you actually put on the air. Without question. That's all. Without That's question. all. So here we are in this this industry, right? Uh, and, and we try to to figure out a way where we can promote. In other words. Talk to people that care about radio. Yeah. Not and the bands and, and, care like, about radio. And it's okay to say, look, this comes from ABC Radio. No problem. Which is Disney-owned. This comes from uh, Cumulus Radio, which owns uh, the, the actually the, the group that syndicates us, Westwood One. You know, we try our best to say, like, if somebody does something, cite those sources and make radio the point where radio is the initial point of this information. We're the last two people that think radio is actually okay. We, Even people right. in radio think yeah. we suck. So, and they hate us. Uh, because because you, we're champions because, of because, the medium because, that you work in. What's the one thing that you don't want to hear, as they will tell us in, in, in every meeting? Because this is the way that we've always done it. It's funny. Right. They'll tell you that in a meeting, but I'm like, yeah. yeah, but everything you're telling us is because that's the way. But what? I'll let it go. You don't need to know yeah. all the inside yeah. stuff. But you get frustrated at a point because you go, I think we're listening to fools. Yeah, exactly. We, we would like to be able to uh, champion radio. So I know that sounds strange. You say, I don't listen to the radio. Well, you're listening to this Neither podcast. Neither do I. And the reason you're listening to this podcast is somehow you found us on a station on the radio which was absolutely free. So the reason we're doing this, so this is our frustration with radio. At this point in time, we still have not been syndicated. Uh, Typically in radio, what happens is this. You have people in radio that are involved in programming. Programming are people that are in charge with all the things that you hear on the radio. We're going to break down this whole industry for you, right? Mm -hmm. So they are in control of this. The one thing that is uh, pretty prominent is is they're very close to the vest. So they don't want they don't want anything out of their control to go out over the air, okay? Which most of the time spurs some of the best conversation. They would rather you stay in the vest, stay in the pocket. Well, all of a sudden here comes Spotify. Here comes Pandora. Here comes all these different things. Wait, you mean so, the music thing? The stuff we oh, have no yeah. control. Oh, How yeah. is it a, a threat that something you have no control over is expanding the thing you never had control. That's what I never got. When Pandora first launched, it was, hey, man, radio might be, might be, to be fair, might be in deep trouble because it's Pandora thing, and they explained us music. Radio, well, by the way, is I'll not go, in deep trouble. It's, it's actually a it's, very successful it's, industry. It's really not. But We're doing great. But you, you, we deal with the uh, minds of the people. And my thought was always, well, we do a talk radio show, so I don't, I don't care what anyone does with music. And frankly, ever since I've been a child i have bought music for my own consumption never affected the radio but then it occurs to you in that moment 
if as an industry, the thing that you are concerned about is someone who's competing with you, quote unquote, for music, then the thing that our actual industry is, you actually have no idea that it exists because it ain't about the music. It's about what anyone has to say in between the songs because I can listen to anything I want. Sure. And if the Ryan Castle is a great example. I think he's one of the funniest people on there. He does not talk a lot during a show because he talks between the songs. But in those moments he talks in between, I would listen to him 10,000 yeah. times over before I listen to Spotify that might play the same list. It's about him, but not to say he is neglected in any way, but it's like it's not about him. It's about the bands he plays, and it just seems unfair. And keep in mind, when radio first launched, it wasn't about music. Radio was what we do. There's people talking to you. Is variety shows, yeah. which gave rise to all this crap that you watch on TV to this day. The influence cannot be diminished. That's something that will never, ever change. But something happened where radio now believes that the only thing we should worry about are artists that other companies have signed. Like, look, I love Soundgarden. If they happen to have put out a bad album and you don't play the songs, not that that happened, but if it did... It's not on me. Why would I I'm worry sure about that, what sure they that, did? I'm pretty sure the guy named Marco Collins broke a lot of the stuff in Seattle as far as Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Uh, uh, Kathy Faulkner did sure, the same thing. absolutely. There's all kinds of – but we can never bring up someone who did not work here. It, it's just – it's this weird taboo. It's it, it's kind of like saying like – No one on any other station will tell you how much Kathy Faulkner contributed to the Seattle radio oh, – I'm sorry, the you, Seattle you music never, scene because – You would never listen to an interview on KEXP – and someone say, well, back in the day when I was listening to Marco Collins on The End or when I was listening to Kathy Faulkner on KISW, we act like we don't exist. So it's this weird dynamic of just being a decade behind the curb. A decade? Two decades Thank behind you. the curb on how we just basically justify, and rightfully so, the industry that we're in. Which is a sad statement, but but it's the honest God truth. You know, we don't we don't champion our own. Look, Don Imus died the other day, right? Now, whether you know anything about Don Imus, he's said some really shitty things along the way. He was the guy. He was he was kind of the pre-Stern. He was not as inventive or as reflective or as entertaining as Stern, but he was. It's a New York City guy. Uh, and if you ever watched the movie Private Parts from Albert Stern, I don't care your age. If you haven't seen it, watch the movie. It will. It will give some true insight to the radio industry. But understand something. Don Imus was that guy. And Howard Stern, who became who he became, when he first got hooked up in New York City, Don Imus didn't want anything to do with him. Oh, he hated him. Hated Could, his couldn't, stand, couldn't stand him. Not because of his show, but because he was threatened that someone else had figured out that, you know what, uh, radio is an actual medium. It's not an extension of the music business, which radio people have convinced themselves we are. We are not. Uh Don Imus knew that, and Imus had the privilege of being smart enough to get that without having to be on, like, AM talk. Howard Stern comes along, and he was a threat to Imus only because for Imus, for the first time in his life, he realized oh, there's someone who's there's not as guy stupid. Who, here's a talented right. guy. Here's a guy who here's gets Here's a guy who's it. funny. Here's he respects the industry. Yes, correct. Right. right. So uh, we get an opportunity to go down uh, that we self-made. We, we wanted to get the show syndicated. We want to go to talk to other great radio programmers uh, across the world in this thing. And, you know, we're pretty fired up about it because at this point in time, we feel like we have a really good product. It might be a niche product. Let's take, for example, Famous Amos Cookies or, mm -hmm. or whatever it is. We have a product that we feel is a viable product. So, and we are not radio convention guys because simply, to be honest with you, it's we never music. had the time. We never had the money. 
We were never able to do it, but at this point in time, like, we can buy this ticket now. We can go down there. We can connect. Let's figure out a way to get this show out and about. I'll tell you the end note, our own boss, uh, who you know as Hair Club, Dave Richards, working behind the scenes, was doing all this without our knowledge. So the reason we were syndicating. Yeah, he was, he knew. So he's busting his ass to try to sell our show to someone who might be able to take it on. But at this point in time, we don't know that. We're going to go and we're going to do it on our own. We're going to talk to all these people. Uh, the people who, honestly, their only mentality is you have a morning show. And then after that, I'm going to make you a mixtape. So where Pandora and Spotify and all these other companies have come in, uh, look, I know for a fact if I'm home and I want to hear a certain song, I go to YouTube. Why? It's free. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's the song I want to hear at that time. Maybe I don't want to pay 12 bucks for Apple a month to have unlimited access. Maybe I don't want to have Amazon Prime to have all this music. But I know where I can find certain things. So everyone, you know, and I'm talking to my kids, what they digest, all these things at that point in time. But we are going to spread the word of the men's room. That's the idea. So now you understand the radio concept of how all this works out. So Steve and I book a trip to Los Angeles, California, all right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to go down there, and we're going to talk to radio executives, and we are going to spread the word <laughs> of the men's room. Side note, before we get there, I happen to get on Jimmy Kimmel's website because we are on uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Sunset Bo- Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard. Boulevard. The, uh, the, the, the Walk theater, of Fame, yeah. The theater that is... Uh, Somebody's Rice's is that man's hotel? Chinese theater? It's, yes, it's I the got, one where they do every premiere of a movie. I've got. I I sign up for Kimmel. I get us two tickets so that one night we can go see a show. Damn so right. So now we are on our way to Los Angeles. We'll tell you what happens the next time. Yeah, because none of the everything we just bitched about. I want to be clear. None of that worked to our benefit. But we met Marilyn Monroe, met an Armenian dude. But we we'll get there. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's it? Hey, man, look. you. <laughs> <laughs> we sort of getting ourselves worked up. Batman, bitch. All right? Jeez, motherfucker. Yeah. Get your Tune in next time. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Will Robin die in a tub of goo? You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh, man. A Double Flush Production.